Greetings, and welcome to episode 126 of the Dan York Report. Way back in 1991 or 1992, I was running the training division for a small consulting company, system integrator, in the Massachusetts, New Hampshire region. And we were teaching classes on FrameMaker, electronic publishing, on Unix, on Sun Systems, on lots of different pieces like that. And one of our clients came to us. I don't remember exactly which one, but I think it was Southern England Telephone or the incumbent Bell Company at the time. And they said, we want a course around what this internet thing is all about. How can we use it? What can we do? They wanted to teach their employees about what it was all about. And remember, this is 91, 92. And so I put together some courseware. I wrote a course that we then subsequently went out and taught where we talked about what the internet was all about and how you could navigate it, how you could use it. And in those days, of course, the internet was things like email, and it was, you know, the dominant discussion forums were Usenet, the Usenet news groups. The way of publishing information was Gopher, a menu-driven system that you would go and, and work through. You would find things through Archie and Veronica and Waze. You would transfer files with FTP. You would do other things like this. And so I wrote this course book explaining the Internet, explaining DNS, explaining the pieces that fit in here, explaining how it all came together. And at the very end, as I went through this whole thing, in the last section, I had a part on emerging technologies. And though I cannot find a copy of that book over all these years, I remember distinctly that there was a page about high telnet, HY telnet, which I don't even know if that even exists in any form. But there was a page on the World Wide Web, and it said to try out this new hypertext system, you know, telnet to info.cern.ch. And when you would connect there using a telnet window, you'd get a little terminal window and you would push the numbers associated with the links that were on there. And so you would move from link to link to link. That was how I was first introduced to the web. And it was part of that emerging technology, something that might mean something someday. Little was I to understand how much the web would impact my own life and my career. Shortly after that book, as the web started to explode and Mosaic came along and, and suddenly we could go and, and use this on, in a real way. You know, I, I, in that particular role, I went on to write course books about how to navigate the web using Netscape Navigator and pieces like that and, and explaining to people about how they could use the web and what was there. And I wrote a book about weaving the web and, and how to go and create this. These were courses that we taught all across the Northeast, all across the East Coast in so many ways, and financial companies, telcos, many different places and organizations. And that aspect, that beginning of that web, you know, writing web pages in HTML and VI or Emacs or something like that, you know, that was how I began with that web. And now here we are 25 years later, 25 years after the beginning of the memo that Tim Berners-Lee wrote saying, hey, what about this idea, this proposal for something to do? I can say in my own life, the web has fundamentally impacted my life in so many different ways. You know, my job today with the Internet Society is publishing content out onto the web, explore, you know, explaining what's going on around there, talking about how we can accelerate the deployment of Internet technologies that are out there, you know, using the web as this publishing medium. But before this, stretching back now most of 12, 13 years or more in some ways, the web has been my tool for explaining the world around me, talking about things, publishing my own information through various different blogs and websites. And that has been the manner in which my career has advanced. 
because people have found me through my content, through the pieces that are out there. It's been part of what brought me to the roles that I've had in the past and the places I've gone. The books that I've written, the pieces that are there have all come in some way through this connection to the web on uh, you know the, this amazing service that runs on top of the internet you know now 25 years later we are celebrating that today if you go to web at 25.org there's an anniversary site set up and there's a site called webwewant.org which is encouraging people to join in a campaign around a declaration of universal human rights in so many ways and the messages that Tim Berners-Lee and others have on there are important because the web, as powerful as it's been, as, as amazing as it's been, you know, does have challenges ahead of it. How do we ensure that the web and all the internet protocols and technologies remain open, remain available to people to create their next big idea, to publish their information? How do we ensure that it works across all devices? How do we connect all those billions of people who are not yet online? How do we enable that same kind of innovation and opportunity that we, many of us, have had through this. How do we do all of that? Big questions, big questions that many organizations, the ones we're celebrating today, the W3C and the, and the World Wide Web Foundation, the organization that employs me, the Internet Society, you know, we are looking at all of these issues. How do we ensure that we continue to have an open internet that fosters the kind of innovation, creativity, communication, collaboration that we need? What, how do we ensure the next 25 years are as dynamic and amazing as the past 25 years? Today, let's take a moment and celebrate 25 years of the World Wide Web. Let's celebrate the amazing accomplishments that were brought about by open standards, by the fact that Tim Berners-Lee, when he first released the software and stuff, said everyone should use this. I'm not copywriting it. I'm not holding it into my own thing. I'm, I want it out there. Everybody can create a web server. Everybody can create a web browser. Do whatever you need to do. That open spirit is what we need to, to, uh, to continue, to maintain. So let's celebrate today, and let's figure out how do we join together through whatever organizations to continue to ensure that the, that the Internet and the web remain open for all. Thanks for listening. Comments can be left at soundcloud.com slash danyork or any social network. You can find more of my writing and audio at danyork.me. And do today go and visit www.webat25.org. Thanks for listening.